Good morning, Manchester, and all the ships at sea. Greg Mason sitting in for the vacationing, Rich Gerard, this morning, and I hope everyone's doing well. Any day you're not taking a dirt nap is a darn good day. And we're here with Rich Nails this morning. We're Ed Nails. Ed Nails, sorry. I'm yep. sorry. Wrong, Rich? This is what happens. I'll get it right. I know. I know. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Somebody See, I'm still wasn't howling when the music was coming on, so <laughs> we're, we're off sync. We're cheating hard. <laughs> he loves that. Dunga, 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 dunga. <laughs> That's okay. I love country music, too. I shouldn't make fun of it. It's good stuff. I, I, good stuff. I'll, I'll not comment on country music. Oh, come on. <laughs> good stuff. Everybody, uh, yeah. different yeah. styles, you know, different. Yeah. Uh, every, there's a seat. There's a seat for every chair or whatever, whatever that is. I was listening to uh, The Who live at Leeds on the way in. You ever hear good that? Good stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, a, a magic stuff. bus and yeah. um, a Young Man Blues. As yeah. loud as the uh, the speakers will take it in the car. So wow. my, my ears are still ringing a little bit. Who just passed to, was it Walter Becker from uh, Steely Dan just died? Oh, the there's a day. ton of guys. We lose them every day. Yeah, now. it was really fun. You know, and I saw him um, up at uh, Guilford a couple, three years ago. Playing uh, reeling in the years, we yep. got to see him live. Great show, and uh, he just passed a couple of weekends ago. I felt really bad. It was, but um, incredible guitarist. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. But he lived to be, considering his lifestyle. I mean, you know, so what happens there? You can't live at that speed <clears throat> for very long. So. Well, he got to sixty nine. I'll tell you, he he outlived uh, what's his name, Jerry Garcia, who yep. basically played music for drugs for. You know, I was reading a I was reading a, a history of uh, Grateful Dead, and uh, do you know that band had a, a line item for narcotics? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty thirty eight thousand dollars a month for narcotics. Jeez, oh, I I just read they um, had a line item, a line item in the budget for that. Yeah, well, they're <laughs> good. They're good businessmen. Right? <laughs> I was I just read uh, Best Seat in the House, but it's uh, Story of Humble Pie by the Drummer. Okay, so yeah. the best seat in the house would oh, be the right. drummer's the drummer's seat, seat, sure. seat. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. You know, fell asleep. Uh, the, the lead singer, uh, Steve Marriott, uh, set his bed on fire and in his house <laughs> died in like 1982. Oh. Yeah, it's a high speed lifestyle. So sooner yeah. or later you're going to crash. Yeah. You, oh my God. You burn fraud. yourself right up out of it. So what do you got for us today? Oh man, what is, I'll tell what you, you, this is this must be a great time for you because somebody's actually paying attention to voter yeah. fraud in the state as um, much as they the can. federal government as much as they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hear that the uh, you know of course the Democrats are screaming bloody murder. Um, well, they would. Yeah. This yeah, is a would, fabulous yeah, opportunity for them to win elections with non-resident voters. Right. Right. And which they've been doing for a while. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. Since uh, oh geez. The, I think the court case that they're using, they're pretending, says that non-residents can vote here, is a Newberger versus Peterson from 1972. Okay. So Bill Gardner's interpretation of that statute has been going on for a long, long time. And I, I, back in 1988, I think it was 88 or 89, I had somebody voting in my town that lived in Nashua. And I went to Bill Gardner. I'd never met him before. And I said, hey, I got this uh, teacher from Nashua votes in my town of Deering where he goes to church. And he told me that... Uh, Teachers could vote where they go to school, and, and he gave me this baloney answer. And I looked up the law, and that's a case out of Madison, New Hampshire, where a, a teacher that drove to Massachusetts on Monday or probably Sunday night and taught all week and stayed in a motel came back to Madison at the end of the week. So the, the supervisor of the checklist in Madison said, you can't vote here because you spend most of your time in Massachusetts. That's where you lay your head at night. This phony argument that domicile means where you lay your head. Right. And he actually heard one of, the, one of the people from the Trump commission 
uh, I think a Democrat from Maine actually said that, and it's recorded in, in some media <clears throat> outlet. That well, uh, so I went and looked <clears throat> it up. Well, the, the guy, his wife and kids lived in Madison. His, he had a, a New Hampshire driver's license. His car's registered there. He paid taxes. He had a home. He just drove to Massachusetts to work and then came back. So the court ruled that yes, he was a bona fide New Hampshire resident. He could vote here. Yeah. So that kind of blows away your where you lay your head at night. It's where you is where you uh, actually vote. Yeah. So it's just nonsense. And I'm tired of listening to these reinterpretations of the word domicile and residence. It's based on nothing. It's just that somebody's odd interpretation of a court statute of a court case, and it's not in statute. What it says in the law is: if you want to see what uh, domicile means, you go to RSA twenty one six. That's called statutory construction. So there's a group of rules, laws, statutes for for drafting laws, and they say here's the words we use. And residence in that is one who is domiciled in New Hampshire. It's basically two sentences, to the exclusion of all others. It's real easy to read. So when you see domicile or residence, they both mean the exact same thing, but domicile is more specific. And that's okay. what our, is in our Constitution. So, and no one can, and Black's Law <clears throat> Dictionary, domicile is your single legal residence. But in New Hampshire, we play this game, and we've gotten away with it for a long time. Well, the rest of the country is looking, okay, Mr. Gardner, and at the Attorney General's Office Elections Division, because we have a new AG. Right. The Elections Division is at fault here. And they've been doing this nonsense for as long as I can remember. We've been involved in it. That goes back to 96 with tracking them. So uh, when they first had a, uh, a my, I run in with the uh, elections division of the AG's office. So this is now the rest of the country is looking at this because they have to live with Maggie Hassan's vote. Maggie Hassan is not a representative, in my opinion, yep. and I think facts could easily show this. She's not a representative of New Hampshire. She's a representative uh, senator representing New Hampshire. She represents New Hampshire voter fraud. That is a seminal opportunity. That's a fabulous case to look at. She won her election with a thousand votes and we have i've been saying on this program and i've written it before there's between five and eight thousand non-resident voters that are swaying elections here in new hampshire and okay. i think i think the uh interstate cross-check program where we we combined our lists our statewide database our top secret statewide database which bill well, gardner controls with our top secret top, state- it's not public information how can it not be public information? God only knows. I have no idea why our, our paid-for-with-tax-dollars statewide voter database is not a public document, but it is not. Uh, you can look up its RSA 654-45. Um, so what happens is if I want to look at it, a statewide database, I have yeah. to go to archives in Concord, look it up, and I'm not allowed to photograph or photocopy anything from it. What kind of a public document is that? So in any case... We matched our secret database with 23 other states. We came up with 94,000 people registered in two states. 40,000 of them are New Hampshire, I mean, Massachusetts voters currently on a checklist in Massachusetts. Really? Yeah, and they're currently on a checklist here in Keene, in uh, New Hampshire. And I got a guy named um, Colgan Liam O'Connor. Liam. Liam. And he is from Hopkins Street in Bethel, Hopkins Court in Bethel, Connecticut. He's 21 years old, and he was arrested in Keene back in March for open container of alcohol, DUI open container. And his address is Al's Nest. That's a dorm at the college. (laughs) Now, here's how this works. My name's Ed Nail. I live at 61 Tubbs Hill Road. If you look up my name on the voter checklist, 
That's what it says. Right. I can't give, well, I kind of live in the woods in Deering somewhere. Yeah. That's what he's allowed to do. So we have a guy guy named Colgan Liam O'Connor from Bethel, Connecticut, who is on the voter checklist currently as of last week when I went out there and checked, of Al's Nest. That's his... That's the bulk male for kids in that dorm. He's 21 years old. Oh, my God. Now, if Bill Gardner and these guys want to see how voter fraud works, go check and see if he's been a voter there since he was 18. All right. Now, right. If, if Al's Nest, he's in a dorm, and here's his out-of-state address. Address, right. Is he paying in-state tuition, or is he paying out-of-state tuition? Yeah. I'm imag- I imagine he's paying out-of-state tuition because Keene is a state college. There is a requirement if you go to college in New Hampshire at a state school that if you want to get in-state tuition, you fill out out what's called a domicile form. (laughs) And it's notarized. It doesn't say domicile residence form. So they could fix the whole problem just by saying you can't vote here unless you're paying in-state tuition. Right. They could do that because if if UNH finds out that you don't live in New Hampshire, they can withdraw your in-state tuition or you probably have to pay them back. Right. And they can nullify your your uh, degrees or whatever, so they are very careful to make sure that. Oh right, they get the money. Yeah, because it's all about money. Oh yeah. But when it comes to voting, we, oh, we pretend we don't care about that. We pretend that out of staters can vote here legally because they just can't get home in time. Well, none of these people are prevented from voting because they can vote absentee in Bethel, Connecticut. Right. Oh yeah. When and I was we, when I was in college in Mass, the first co- the first election I got to vote in was seventy six with Carter and Ford. Right, and I had to vote absentee in New Hampshire because right. I was I was in college in Worcester. Well, I got Ashley Dahl, Ashley <clears throat> Dahl, D A H L. She is from Route One in Londonderry, Vermont, and she votes from Holloway Hall at Keene State College. I have Olivia, and she was arrested for unlawful possession intoxication. I have Olivia P. Landalfa. L-A-D-E-L-F-A, Olivia A, Olivia P. Address, Warwick Manor, New Milford, Connecticut, and she's her address is Holloway Hall. Well, back to me again. Why am I treated differently? Why is a, a qualified voter in the state of New Hampshire, why do I have to give them my address? Why can't I just make up a, an address like they did? Right. I can, can I use a bulk mailing address? Yeah, the woods. Now, here's what happens. As of 1992, I believe, the federal government stepped in and issued – a demand or a requirement of all 50 states to come up with a way to choose juries through combined lists of driver's licenses and voter checklists. Because before 1992, like in my town, when I was elected selectman, before I was elected selectman, selectman used to just pick who was ever going to be, have their name sent in to be on jury. Oh, really? Yeah. So some states took issue with that. Oh, you're not picking a, an average group of people. You're just picking your friends or you pick people that want to be on a jury, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. So the Fed stepped in because our jury system in New Hampshire, which picks jurors for New Hampshire uh, court cases, yeah. that's, that's the same list they use for federal cases. Really? So okay. your federal grand jury is picked with the same list. So how does this work now? Here's a guy who can be on our voter checklist, which he is right now. So Ashley and uh, <coughs> Colgan and the rest of these people – and Olivia P., they're a registered voter here. They say it's perfectly legal, without a law saying so, for them to vote here in New Hampshire. Now, when their name gets picked to be on a jury, do they serve here? What yeah. if they get picked in Connecticut? Do they have to serve in Connecticut? Because they have a driver's license in Connecticut. Yeah. Because that's where their lawful domicile is. Because on your driver's license in Connecticut, when you apply for it, since Connecticut is one of those motor voter states— they pretty much sign you up to vote when you get your driver's license. That's why you find these people on two 
two checklists in both states. Uh-huh. 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 So if they get picked, let's say you get picked. Olivia gets picked to be on a jury in New Hampshire. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't serve on a jury in New Hampshire. First of all, I'm not a resident. I'm not legally domiciled in New Hampshire. Oh, and I already served on a jury in Connecticut. Or can she say, you know what? I'll just go in there with my Connecticut driver's license and serve on a New Hampshire jury. Oh, man. So it's, it's what you might call a 14th Amendment equal protection issue. Why am I treated differently? Yeah. So on the checklist, they give this fake address, um, uh, their domicile address, which is a bulk address. I can't do that. And then when you look at 91A, the right to know law, if I want to see uh, the, the address of people on the checklist, yeah. well, the <coughs> domicile, your domicile, according to RSA 91A and state statutes regarding elections, on the checklist, a, a citizen, anybody who wants to see who's on the checklist can only see your domicile address, your um, uh, what party you voted, you, you or, registered in. Yeah. Uh, or no, like, the party registered in, sure. Right, yeah. and undeclared, whatever. But um, it doesn't say residence. So residence, your residence would be exempt from 91A. So when I go in and my name is on the checklist and my domicile is there. Now this fake one is there for them, but the, there isn't li- listed for me to look at the actual address of Hopkins Court in Bethel, Connecticut. Or the uh, Route One, Route Eleven, Londonderry, Vermont, or the Warwick Manor, New Milford, Connecticut address is not there for me to see, for these voters from out of state. But they can see what address I have. Well, how is that equal protection? That's crazy. So we have two sets of standards for everything: for voting, for driving. Now, if you already have a driver's license in Connecticut, if there really are a citizen here yeah. and able to vote, why can't they get an Hampshire driver's license? Why not have two driver's licenses if you could be on two checklists? Why can't you, be, you can yeah, be on Why two, don't they have a driver's pools. license? Yeah. Yeah. So it's real easy. Don't let people from other states vote, vote in New Hampshire unless they become a New Hampshire citizen. And that's what the 1972 case is all about. It's a federal case. New Hampshire got sued because we would not let a college student vote in Hanover because he intended to graduate and leave in the future. That's not about domicile. That's called a durational residency case. So how Bill Gardner and the Secretary of the Attorney General's Office turned a durational residency test into a domicile issue, it, it, our court hasn't even ruled on domicile. Domicile is real easy. Whenever you look at a Supreme Court case, when the issue turns on a word, the New Hampshire State Supreme Court turns to Black's Law Dictionary. Go ahead and try and find the definition of domicile in any court case regarding domicile in the state of New Hampshire. You won't find it. Okay. Because they just skip over it. You know, he's like uh, Judge Lewis said that, oh, they're mobile domicile. And they have, the, and he reverses. He said people can have more than one domicile, but only one residence. And you have a residence, to, they can have an dom- extra domicile just to vote here. It is the act, exact opposite of what the definition is that 49 <coughs> other states use. So right now in New Hampshire, as we go through the charade of letting le- people legally vote here, other, the other 49 states are watching. Because every one of their voters is breaking their own state's law by voting here. A lot I of see. states have a law that says if you vote in any other state's you election. You can't vote back here. You can't, and you lose your residency. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, so okay. I, got, I caught people. I got a guy <clears throat> who voted, moved to Pennsylvania in 1998, became a registered voter, and has been a registered voter there to, as of today. He has never broken his string of uh, residence or you know, yeah, residence, citizenship in the, in the Commonwealth. But he's voted here twice and ran for office here. We caught Stephanie C. Sinclair of Massachusetts, got elected to the House, and was on the Election Law Committee. Really? Yeah, I caught her. Stephanie C. Sinclair. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah. So this and is she's off now. She had yeah. To... She quit within two, two weeks after I confronted her. She uh-huh. asked me a question at, a, at an election law hearing, and she said that her car had uh, Massachusetts plates. And I said, "Well, that'd be fine, Representative, as long as your driver's license says New Hampshire." Which it did. She just didn't, she could have gotten that out. She said, "Yes, it does." She could have done anything, but she decided to resign. So I've been doing this for a long time, and now it comes to a focal point where everybody in the rest of the country can see what's going on. Uh, two weeks ago, I went to San Francisco. I was a speaker at a voter fraud uh, workshop. Yeah. And there were two people from California that represent what I do there. Val, uh, we had a guy from Virginia call in Skype by Skype. We had somebody from the California Civil Rights Commission. We had uh, Jay Delancey from North Carolina. And we went over the evolution of expanding voter fraud in certain states in the United States. Okay. And there's a CD coming out. They videotaped it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it came out very well. But uh, what's happening now is we, we're, we've basically shown this is a civil rights case. Yes. You, know, you have yeah. the right to my vote should be equal to Colgan's. My right should, to, to vote should be equal to Ashley Dow's and Olivia Ladolphus. But their right to vote is more important than mine because they can choose a hot race in Connecticut or they can choose a hot race in New Hampshire, and they can make their vote worth more than mine right? because I'm simply right. trapped in New Hampshire by a real interpretation of the law. You know, right. If I tried to skip over vote somewhere else, I couldn't. But other people like, um, oh, geez, we got uh, Carl Gibson. He was registered in four states voting in two. We caught him. Right. You know, so in the same year, he's voting in a very important race for Supreme Court justice in uh, uh, Minnes- uh, Minis- where is it? Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right, right. And then he's voting here. And today, <clears throat> Carl Gibson would be an Antifa member. He would be at these different riots oh, and yeah. things. But he's kind of, we caught him. I, I would like to take a little credit for that, you know, catching and making him like, his life a little more difficult for him. So he's not out roaming around with his giant green foam rubber fists anymore at the different Antifa riots. We at least have one of them. But I'd like to see the, the public pay a little closer attention to what's going on because this is a golden opportunity to peel the lid off of Pandora's box. We have a lot more people from other states voting here than I've come up with because now I have the means to do it. I have, I have a, more of a toe in the door with some of the public statements that the AG's office makes and uh, and the revel, uh, revelation of the 6,000 voters that uh, are, are – uh, let me see, the 6,000 voters they caught recently. What's the Trump uh, administration – I mean, I think they took the initiative on this because they, they – I think there's some recognition higher up that the stuff – you know, that there, yeah, that there's some corruption needs to get cleaned up. I mean, yeah, a lot if people, nothing else, we need to have veracity in our election system. And none of this, you know, I mean, I mean, there was a time, I know I heard Bill Gardner say the other day that he was going back to the 50s where you simply couldn't vote unless you paid the poll tax and all that yeah, other stuff. we don't do stuff. that anymore. What's uh, that? We don't do that anymore, so. Right. What's the problem, you know? We, we uh, stopped for some, some reason, and they had the Civil Rights Act, yeah. 1963. Yeah. You're not allowed to vote. Uh, exclude somebody from because of race color yeah. creed but we are now allowed to exclude somebody because they actually live here i'm not entitled to the same rights as leslie Dahl and right and the rest of and, and because Con- they Colin yeah, they, Liam O'Connor. they can just vote wherever they want to vote yeah and as many times as they want to vote uh that's the other issue i, I like to point out that we caught a guy named michael LaShawn lewis voting in hooks and michael LaShawn lewis says he he flew here to vote, vote in hooks yep. he shows up at seven o'clock so since he didn't have a driver's license on him, he only had the number of his driver's license. Right. Obviously, if you had the driver's license, there'd be what on there? 
a photograph. Photograph and so a, yeah. because of our fancy election law, we took his photograph and let him vote. Now he swears a domicile. Think, oh, I swear I live here. And he used a fake address of people and hooks it. This is the guy that they caught arrested. This is the guy that was arrested for breaking into cars right yeah, afterwards. Going through cars. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now here's the fun part: that photograph that they took of Michael Sean Lewis, the vote thief yeah. from Florida. And from Georgia. He voted in Florida and Georgia before he came here because yeah. they have early voting, which I imagine we'd love to have, make it easier for out-of-state voters to vote here. He, he, got, he was here at 7 o'clock. They took his picture. He signed a dom- domicile affidavit. That's secret. I can't see that. His picture is secret. I can't see that. And he votes and he leaves. The only reason we caught him, oh, and he was driving a car with Massachusetts plates. Right. Which, so, and where did that come from? Well, how in the world did that and happen? How did, and, and how did he get up here? Because he came from a flight. He, he landed at uh, Granier Airfield or something. Who paid for that flight? And how did he do it without a driver's license? Yeah. Did you show them the number? Yeah. How I did, I just how did he get on the plane? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, now, if you don't investigate that, you never find out. And who paid his way here? Right. Uh, Carl Gibson, who paid for his multiple apartments? Right. Who, who pays to fly him all over the country to attend riots yeah. and get him out of jail when he's arrested in state after state? Yeah, where does state. that money come from? So because we don't investigate that, only I investigate that, we'll never know. And I have limits to how far I can go. Right. So wouldn't it be nice if I could say, could I have all the pictures of the people who registered same day and didn't have anything but a number for their driver's license? You could take those pictures from the entire state and go right through the pictures and pick out all the same pictures, yeah. couldn't you? But citizens in New Hampshire are not allowed to see those. Really? Yeah, there are uh, secret, top secret. They're exempt from 91A. Like almost everything, everything I ever used to use, every year it seems they drop Cut something else from, uh, from the, uh, what people can see. Well, we're sitting here with Ed Nails today, and we've got more to come. I hope you'll stay with us. This is uh, oh, yeah. Greg Mason sitting in for Rich Gerard, uh, WLMW 90.7 FM. And we'll be right back. Please stay with us.